0: Pride of Jenny under the whip around the corner at the 200. Amelia's Jewel
1: stoked up to run her down into the straight at the 150. Pride of Jenny a half length. Amelia's Jewel moves up on the outside, takes Pride of Jenny, is coming clear. Great pipe opener. Bring on the Cox Plate. Amelia's Jewel three quarters of a length.
2: Pride of Yeah, Maddie Hill, of course, who's a part of the Sen Footy team and uh, of course uh, one of the best callers, if not the best caller in the business, uh, calling Amelia's Jewel home.
0: Yeah, he wanted her at the Cox Plate. He too. did.
2: Not going to be there, but Damien Lane will be. We'll talk to uh, him about that ride in a moment. But he joins us online, the boy from Bunbury who is, well, he's... he's Another one. Yeah, I know. There's not many
0: it's of us. Produce- no, there's a lot that have come out of Bunbury.
2: Yeah, but not as higher achievers like Damien and myself.
0: Yeah. I'm the king. Yeah, no, there's only a couple
2: now, Can we go know. with the question we're going to ask him straight off the top? Sure. Damien, good morning. Can we call you Frosty? We're having this debate about nicknames and how soon we can call someone by their nickname. Frosty is your nickname. Can we go with that, or do you want Damien for the first couple of questions?
1: <laughs> good morning, guys. Um, no, Frosty's fine. Um, plenty of people adopt it pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> well, Simon, every time we have Simon on, he, he just calls you Frosty, so we feel like you know we're mates.
1: Yeah, yeah, go for it <laughs> yeah.
2: Good on you, Frosty <laughs> uh, hey, hey, mate, first things first um, uh, Amelia's jaw, we just touch on her um, You rode her track work the Sydney way earlier in the week uh, With a plan, of course, going to, to Sydney What's your vibe, uh, the way the horse got around there And what's your vibe about going to Sydney?
1: Yeah, she worked really well She was very bright uh, She tracked Sydney way, no worries at all Um yeah, obviously everyone's a little bit puzzled as to why she went ordinary last start. She obviously just had a flat run and uh, very unlike her I think as Simon said it was the first time horses had passed her ever. Um she's normally the one doing the passing, so yeah, we just put it down to a flat run. Uh, she's obviously a bit off and she seems to have come through the run really well. You could tell she'd had an easy week on Tuesday morning. She was she was jumping out of her skin. Uh so Hopefully she's turned it around, and I look forward to getting her to Sydney. When you say
2: to our listening audience, who's not a racing station, I mean, there's a lot of racing enthusiasts who do listen to our show, what is – can you explain to our listeners the Sydney way of going and how that – because they go clockwise, of course. Uh, Explain to me and the listeners how that changes a horse's dynamics and the way that the horse runs. Yeah, so
1: a horse – when they gallop uh, they've obviously got the four legs but they'll lead with one um, leg further forward uh turning so mm-hmm. it it's sort of like being left-handed or right-handed if they if they're galloping Melbourne way they'll lead with their left leg so that they're more so they turn more yep yeah, dynamically and dynamically i guess uh, so when they're going the other way they've got to get used to something that they're not used to doing. It's almost like, I guess, the footballer going, using their le- left foot all the time, they're having to use their right. Can you and change that as a jockey? Pick-
2: can, you, can you can you dictate that, the way you sit on and the way you handle the horse? Um,
1: no, not, you can't force a horse to do it. You can help them with the way you, you can change their positioning, um, but you can't, you can't force them. So they've got to pick it up themselves uh, somewhat. And quite often horses that are very good will be very good with both lead legs um, just as as footy players and um, sportsmen are but sometimes if they're not used to doing it it'll take them a bit to pick it up but um, she seemed to pick it up in that first gallop so we're going to give her a couple more practices before the big day Um, but she looks like she'll take to it no worries. Do
0: you you love her like we do? Do you just love Getting on Amelia's jewel and, and seeing what she can do because she's clearly special. But do you have that connection with you know with Amelia's jewel that we just wanted to win all the time? Do you have that same sort of feeling
1: with her? I definitely wanted to win all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's yeah. I've only had a short association with her, so I'm still learning a bit about her myself. So every time I ride her, is uh, I feel like I'm getting to know her a little bit better and. Um, yeah, building a relationship with her, which can be important in uh, big races.
2: Now, you know WA. You're a Bunbury boy. You know the WA racing circles. Your dad is still a, a very successful trainer over here, and you know how biased and one-eyed we are for West Aussies, and we're proud that you are our West Aussie. Amelia's Jules, our horse. Simon's now a pseudo-West Aussie, of course. But, but do we get caught up in the hype? Is she is she the absolute elite, or there is some train of thought over there that we might think she's a lot better than she actually is? You've ridden a lot of great horses around the world. Where does she sit in regards to, I don't want to say greatness? But where does she sit in regards to being elite?
1: Well, she's still got to prove it. Uh, that's the fact of the matter. She's obviously built a lot of hype around herself. She's got a lot of followers. Of course, there are a lot of people here that say she she hasn't done it and she's not as good as everyone says she is, but that's just typical of anyone that that goes, well, you're always going to have people that want to to sort of drag people back down. But I think um, if she would have come out and win the Golden Eagle or or be very competitive, I think she'd she'd probably prove herself. It's just a shame that she did go poorly in the Tourac because um, Simon and I know she's up to that level. She just wasn't able to show that on that day. So uh, yeah, I think she's up. She's definitely up to the level. We just, we just need to prove it,
0: race day. Understanding that you don't get us saying it, you're just the jockey. He's saying with Simon, he's just the trainer. Would you have liked to see her at the Cox Plate? Because it's, you know, for people who haven't over here that haven't been to a Cox Plate, it is one of the great meets. It's an enormous atmosphere at uh, at the Valley. It's a sensational, uh, sensational day. Would have you liked to see her at the Cox Plate? Or are you happy with the path I've chosen? I'm happy with the path we're going. It,
1: it, it, it's a great race to be a part of and a great day, and it, um, but I wasn't convinced it was the right race for her. I don't know, don't know that whether she's completely looking for two thousand metres at this stage against the best weight-for-age horses mm. we've got. I think maybe another year's time when she's more seasoned, it, it might be a better option for her. But yeah, I was, I was sort of sitting on the fence, but um, our path was sort of chosen for us in the end after. After uh, she put in a poor run, so I'm not I'm not too uh, dissatisfied with where we've ended up.
2: Hey mate, you got to work hard in your caper. One the hours and the travel and everything like that. Uh, Confirm or deny this: that on that day where you rode Amelia's jewel at Flemington, uh, you did that. Then you went to Mooney Valley and you rode Zaki with like Best for Breakfast, whatever it was called, leading into the Cox Plate, which is your ride. We'll get your tip on that in a moment. And then you got in the car and drove to Collington, which is not a million miles away, but still an effort. An hour and a bit. Yeah, still got to get in the car and drive. And you drove there for one race, one ride. One win and drove home again. Is was that the morning? Was that the day? And and how did you spend the afternoon?
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually started uh, early at Mooney Valley. I did about four there that I'm riding on the weekend. Um then I went and did her Mooney Valley, then it was um straight to the gym for some K's in the treadmill, some minutes in the sauna and then off to Clayton. Um the wow. afternoon was pretty pretty chill after that. I didn't <laughs> didn't overexert myself once I wow. got, got through that. But um yeah, and then it was sort of all, all again. Well, I didn't do track work again the next day, but then again, a big day at Geelong the next
2: day. Yeah, very much so. You rode there yesterday. Hey, Zaki in the Cox Plate, yeah, mate. What's course. your expectation? You haven't drawn well. Drawn the outside, which means probably the way the horse races, you're going to control the the speed and the way this race is going to be dictated to from an outside gate. I'm, I'm not a jockey. I'm six foot seven and 115 <laughs> kilos. You're about
1: four jockeys.
2: But Frosty, I reckon you'd go forward, and and the the speed you could be dictating the, the tempo of the race.
1: Yeah, I'd, that'll be the plan. Uh, he's going great, this horse. He's moving really well. Uh, he galloped brilliantly on Tuesday morning. I think he's in with a great chance. He's probably flown under the radar a little bit this year with a couple of the boom horses in the race. He's going in fresh, which Annabelle is really happy with. Uh, she says he goes best that way, so he goes six weeks into the race. Barrier 12, obviously, I'll go forward. I'd expect that. If alligator blood leads, I'll sit second. If he doesn't want to lead, I'll lead up. Uh, he does his best work when he's bowling along on the speed, going a good gallop. So he's going to give them something to chase. Uh, whether he, whether a couple of them are too good for him, um, I'm not sure. They'll but they'll know he's there and he'll take some beating.
2: You've won a Cox Plate, you've won a Golden Slipper, uh, Caulfield Cup. You've won in Japan numerous times. Uh, just tell me about your ride in the Melbourne Cup. Have you got one yet?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I go back on to Francesco Guardi. He was um, – ah. I wrote him his two starts uh, prior to the Caulfield Cup. He was going really well. And he just put in a shocker there in the Caulfield Cup. Um, run second last, probably the worst run he's ever put in. So he's pulled up well. Everyone's scratching their head. So we're not really sure what to make of it. Uh, James McDonald wrote him there. Um, I slaughtered
0: no, him. Yeah, slaughtered him. Yeah, had it, had it in my trifecta. <laughs> had it in my trifecta,
1: and I was swearing <laughs> at him. Um, he's um, a ship, so I've <laughs> got to call up and jump back on. Good. Uh, but if there's if there's a trainer that can pull him uh, back from a poor run, it's Chris Wallace. So mm-hmm. i uh, just got to trust that the horses can bounce back. And um, if he does... You know, Looking at the race this year, it's it's certainly no strong addition of the Melbourne Cup. So if he bounces back to his best form, he can, he can run a race.
2: Brilliant stuff. Hey, mate, Bunbury's back today. Been a couple of years. It's uh, the old man's track. Uh, they've done it up. It looks a treat. And they've got uh, their opening day down there, first time they've raced there for years and years and years, which is brilliant. Have you have, When you've been across here, have you had a chance to have a, a boat peep that's its progress? Or, and what's the vibe out of uh, the camp down in Bunbury in regards to the expectation of, of the season ahead for Bunbury?
1: Yeah, everyone seems happy. I, last time I was there, I only uh, went past. I didn't actually go inside. But it um, sounds like the track itself might take a little while to consolidate, as you'd expect. Um, but yeah, everything looks good. The training tracks have had um, good reviews from the trainers so far. So yeah, really positive move for the club and hopefully,
0: um, yeah, they can finally get racing underway and, and uh, it's a successful season. Before we let you go, we've got our uh, our great mate and, and the greatest of all time in D. Oliver finishing yeah. off his career over here in Perth. Damien, I know he speaks extremely highly of you whenever I've asked him who's, who's the next D. Oliver and he always rolls out uh, yourself. Have you any chance of coming home to uh, to Perth and riding over the summer here?
1: Yeah, hopefully. i just just um, see what horses are coming over and what I can get myself on. But um, yeah, yeah, I look to um, hopefully pick up some rides in the good races and, and get back for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, after... We'll talk to a bloke. We know a bloke called Simon Miller. I'm yeah. not sure if you know him. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have a chat with well,
2: him, I, him. I do want to mention, though, I'll probably get in early here. I've got point. Zero one percent of a horse called Anna it hasn't raced yet, but had its yeah. first scallop yesterday. Yeah. It's going to be a star of the future, Damien. If I can sort of get you on, I'll try and get you on. Yeah. Right.
0: He's got a lot of clout with his yeah, 0.001%. Get on, get yeah. Hey,
2: good on you, mate. Appreciate your time. All the very best, Cox Plate Day. Yeah, good luck. And throughout the, the, the carnival over there at Flemington, and hopefully we'll see you back here.
1: Thanks, boys. Talk to you. He's a
2: good man. Frosty.
1: Oh, it's our our man
2: Frosty. Our Frosty. man Frosty. Damien Layden, one of the best in the business. He's uh, not he the is. best in the business. He yep. is. He is elite, and we're good to have his chat. Speaking of elite, a young man who has had an elite season, was very good also at the draft combine, and that is Aidan O'Driscoll Is going to join us. The boy from Northam has trekked on down, and he's going to be in the studio next talking AFL draft. This is Scotty Angles.